Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Well, I don't really like talking about this subject, but today we're talking about lice. And uh, actually, as long as we're talking about lice, we should probably talk about some other skin type infections that can cause all sorts sorts of problems. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm not that much of a authority on this issue, but I have had some experience. Uh, I will tell you that I remember <laughs> this was like the worst moment of my life. Um, I think my oldest son was in about second grade and I get a phone call from the school and they said, you need to come up, pick your son up. He's got lice. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, because I remember when I was in grade school, there was a kid called out because he had lice and I swear for the rest of his life, he was, he was labeled as the kid with lice, you know, cause I, we moved away when I was in eighth grade and, and as far as I know, that was still his title, you know, <laughs> oh, it's awful, just awful. So anyway, we had, um, this, this, I get this phone call that my kid had lice and I went into an absolute panic. I wrapped up the rest of my kids. I ran to the school. I went to the office and here they had my son sitting in the outer office and nobody would even go near him. I'm like, what the heck? What are you talking about? He has lice. And they said, yes, he's, we're afraid we can see lots of little nits in his hair. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Okay. Well, I went home and and I took my son home and I'm like, honey, we have to, you know, because I knew I was gonna have to shave his head and do all these, these strange things. And then of course there was the risk that all my other kids had it. And I hadn't noticed anybody scratching and I washed my kids hair almost every day. So I, I just couldn't imagine how my son could have lice. But as I proceeded to look at his scalp, I'm like, that's, you know, because you hear about what lice is and they're little nits that like hang on the hair and you can comb them with, because, you know, a comb. Because I remember when I was in school too, every year we had to go to the nurse's station, everybody had to get checked. And so we would watch the kid in front of us get checked. So you know, it's this really fine comb and they, they comb the hair several times to check for lice. Anyway, so I was doing this with my son, and the only thing I could find was sand. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm pretty sure this is sand. I'm not sure. And I said, but I didn't know. I was really scared. And so I went. I had always I had worked at the nursing home off and on for years. So I went. I took my son to the nursing home, took all my kids, packed them up, went down to where I used to work. And one of the nurses was there. And I says, Pam, can you do me a huge favor? I said, I'm so, so embarrassed. I says, but the school called, and they told me that he has lice. And she's like, oh my gosh, Sue, that's awful. And I'm like, I know, can you help me? Can you please check? And she started checking his scalp and checking his scalp and she started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? Because I was, I was horrified. Now, mind you, if he's seven years old or eight or whatever, that puts me 26 years old, you know? <laughs> Just, no, yeah, I was 26. And here she's laughing at me and she goes, Sue, come here, come here, look at this. And I looked and she goes, Sue, this is nothing but play, playground sand. And I'm like, what? And she goes, this is playground sand. She looks at Ryan. And she goes, Ryan, were you out on the playground? Were you guys horsing around a lot? And he goes, well, yeah. And then he names this child that threw sand at him. And I'm like, what? I said, why didn't you tell me that? And he goes, you never asked mommy. <laughs> I'm like, no. 
Oh my gosh. So anyway, that was my horrible, horrible experience with lice because it was just, it was, like I said, it, you can imagine, right? So I marched my child right back to school and I told him, I said, seriously, you guys, you called my son out for this and this is what it really is. And they didn't, you know, they didn't really seem too apologetic, but the damage was done. My kid had already been called out for having lice and, you know, anyway, that was, that was awful. And so you have to be really, really careful you know, as how, as to how you address this situation. And I've had families come to me and they've had like contagious warts in their family. They've had, you know, ringworm. The kids all got ringworm from the cattle. The cattle were absolutely infested. And so the kids, when they milked the cows, they, they just all shared the same disease. It was bad, you know? And so the thing is, is you have these types of diseases, this, you know, the ringworms, the warts, all these things that we can catch from animals or, like if, like, yes, kids share hats and things like that. And it just behooves me today how we can share or, you know, we can get lice anymore because we live in clean homes and we shampoo our hair all the time and we're constantly cleaning ourselves. But yet these little critters seem to persevere and still infect tons of people. So what can you do about it? Well, first of all, obviously clean cleanliness is the biggest issue. And I know it's a lot really hard for moms who work out to constantly be, you know, washing kids' beddings. I mean, I, honestly, that's one of the best things we can do is to keep our beds clean. Our pillowcases, our beds, yes, frequently wash our kids' winter coats and hats and wash their hair. Now, you don't want to go crazy about washing kids' hair, but I've always been kind of, um, I don't know, I, I always liked my children to be bathed at night, even if they didn't get their hair washed. They would just jump in the tub and there was usually two kids bathed at the same time and they scrubbed and dubbed and and they would get there, you know, very often they got their hair washed, but I always used non-harsh shampoos if I could. And, you know, just cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. I mean, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> um, these diseases can only really prevail when that cleanliness isn't there. And the homeopathic remedy sulfur is really, really huge as well because it kind of helps to change that disposition that less desire to bathe, less desire to wash their hair, things like that. If you have a child that absolutely hates to bathe, that's a really good remedy to give because they're not going to be quite so adamant about not bathing and then they'll be cleaner. But I remember one of my kids, he was one of my sons and he, he could climb in the tub and he shower and he could be in there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, come out. And when he'd dry off and go get dressed again, I'd look at him. I'm like, seriously, what were you doing in there? You weren't even washing yourself with soap. And I would send him back in and I'd say, and I, I would, I threatened him and I said, you know what? And this kid is 10 years old by this time. I says, if you come out with dirt behind your ears and a dirty face again, mommy is going to climb in there with you and I will scrub you. <laughs> he was clean after that. Okay. But the cleanliness is really, really huge. But we get to the point where what if our child um, still comes home with lice, you know? couldn't help it, shared his best friend's hat, and he comes home with lice. You're not going to notice it for a few days, first of all, you know, so like you said, the bathing and things like that, but what if he doesn't take a bath for a couple, three days, and he's got a couple of hatching lice on his head. Before you know it, you've got a whole bunch of them. So what we can do is one of the things, tea tree, um, I, I don't endorse a lot of tea tree because of the camphor constituents, but if you're putting it a little bit in the shampoo to really help with that scalp being cleaner, um, especially during lice season, you know, it, it's, it's not like they're taking it internally and it's going to wash out, but it does help to 
make that a more stringent atmosphere so that lice can't survive as easily. And then, like I said, sulfur is a huge remedy. I really like the remedy sulfur for um, just, like I said, it just, it changes the disposition of the person. And then, you know, if, like if you have skin lice, there's a number of remedies that are actually listed. Serenum, obviously. You know, serenum and sulfur are the huge remedies for eczema and psoriasis. And oddly enough, it's that type of person that's most likely, has a more likely disposition to actually catch lice because their skin is in, um, it's more conducive to that type of issue, to parasites and the um, external parasites that want to thrive and live on our skin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's so icky. I can't really stand it. And it's, <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, it's just, it's so stereotyped, but it's a fact. And our animals have this stuff, our dogs, and we can't, we can't get away from it. It's just, it's the human race is plagued with parasites and disease and all these bad things that, that give us the EBGBs and, you know, <laughs> we can try to avoid it. But once in a great while, we're going to be exposed to something and we need to know how to handle it. The main remedy that, um, that actually I've used for getting rid of the lice is Staphysagria. Now, Staphysagria, also known as English lysbane, um, this remedy, uh, the skin tends to be, okay, like, like if you look at the skin, the skin tends to be unhealthy. It doesn't heal. They can complain of biting pain and itching, dry herpes with scabs on the joints, dry scurfy eruption in the joints, frequent boils, ulcers, new growths, extremely sensitive to touch. They may bring on convulsions even. These persons may have eczema of the head, ears, face, and body, eczema with yellow, acrid moisture oozing from under the crusts, itching, eruptions, burning after scratching, scratching changes location of the itching, dark, thick scabs, the itch violently, figworts, arthritic nodes, inflammation of the flanges, the, the fingers, night sweats, pains that precede the shingles, skin symptoms alternating with joint pains. So, you know, like I said, it's, um, it's, a, it's a fantastic remedy for the type of parasitic infestation that can come upon the skin because all these things, you know, that biting, itching pain is worse for, um, you know, scratching. Staphys degree is one of the main remedies, and I like to, the lower the potency, the better because if it, you've got, actually got lice, then it's, it's fantastic for that. And like I said, you can give it to dogs and everything. It's amazing. There are some other remedies too, and I'm going to throw two more remedies at you as, we, as you know, because the thing is, is like, if, if you're subject, if, if say your animals, they used to say a healthy cow or a healthy calf won't get, you know, parasites or lice. Okay. And it's the same way with people. If we're really, really healthy and all of our minerals are in place and our, we're getting our daily vitamins and things like that, then we're not so subject to lice being able to thrive on our persons and the same with animals. But if that disposition is there, then these animals, these people are very subject to these external parasites and like even ringworm. And I have seen cattle get infested, infested with ringworm to such an extent where it's just awful and the whole heads can literally be hairless because the ringworm is so bad. And I had one farmer, he's like, Sue, what am I going to do? He said, I have all these heifers out in my field and they all have ringworm. And he w went on to describe this ringworm and like I said, because it was so prevalent on the heads. I did some research and it's like, you know what? The, the homeopathic remedy Tellurium Metallicum, 
along with basilinum was huge. It got rid of, he, all he did was mix, put these two remedies in the water. I don't like to mix them, but because they were cattle, I, normally I would give them alternating, but he put it in the water out in the field and these, their, their ringworm just went away. It was amazing. It just got rid of that disposition that allowed that ringworm to thrive. And so, you know, if when you understand the fact that the healthy body won't succumb to these parasitic infestations, then, you know, you're more likely to use the remedies that, that are called for. Because you talk about Tularium metallicum, the skin, um, need, when um, Tularium metallicum is needed, the skin is hot, dry, stinging in the skin. Barber's itch, you know, like, like the, the, the persons, like men used to have what they called barber's itch because their, their beard, they would always scratch and scratch and scratch in their beard. Barber's itch is just the, the tiniest little follicular type inflammations of the hair follicle on the face. And it can become very bright red and um, very defined and it itches like crazy and you can't get, the, the men just can't seem to get rid of it. This remedy is awesome for that particular issue. And again, it's also a huge eczema remedy. It's, um, it's always called for when the, the bright redness has a very defined ring-shaped lesion or circular patches of eczema, small red pimples. This is a wonderful, wonderful remedy for that. And that's why it's so effective for ringworm as well. And you'll notice that a lot of psoriasis and eczema also have that ring-shaped, you know, um, circular shape. Like I said, it's it's wonderful, and it, it can't be beat. It's just um, it's just something to really, really know about because, um, like I said, I've used it several times, and I'm so thankful I have this remedy. And Tellurium metallicum, oddly enough, is my number one remedy in my homeopathy for mommy's book, just to throw this in there for um, back injury. Okay, I have seen Tellurium metallicum 6C completely heal backs when there has been ser serious injury, even rupture, okay, of the vertebrae. So just have these remedies on hand because when you need them, you need them. It's just that simple. Another remedy I put up here that I want to talk about is Thuya. And Thuya is, it's like huge, okay? Thuya is like causes the predisposition, especially through vaccinosis, the vaccinations for these types of issues, herpatic in eruptions, herpes, polyps, ringworm, violent itching on different parts as from flea bites or maybe really from flea bites and not just feeling like it. Chicken pox, warts um, in the genital region, the, the oozing moisture and bleeding easily, these different sores, empantiga with itching, sarcoma, nevi, birthmarks, carbuncles and ulcers. It's an amazing remedy to have on hand for all of these types of things. And type issues where the nails are crippled, they're soft or brittle, you know, a lot of the times that's due to vaccinations. And Thuya helps to relieve that disposition. Remember that? We also have another remedy that's really, really um, amazing remedy. It's called oleander. And it's when the skin is very, very sensitive. The slightest friction causes soreness and chapping. Nocturnal burning, so it's worse at night. Violent itching, eruption, bleeding, oozing, want of perspiration. So they don't have perspiration but they can have these scurfy little pimples or herpes, um, sensitive and numb, eruptions with itching, biting as of lice, and the skin is numb. So whenever it says biting as of lice, it may or may not really be lice, but that's the type of situation that this remedy would be called for. Oleander is very poisonous. You know, the real plant, oleander, is very poisonous. 
And so these are the types of, situ the, if you ate the plant or whatever, this would take place before you died. <laughs> and Sabadella, Sabadella has, is also um, listed for in lice infestation, but it's like parchment, like the skin is like parchment and dry, hot, burning, creeping, drying sensation, itching with asthmatic breathing, tingling and burning, shooting under the skin, red bands, spots, and points in different parts of the skin. So those are some remedies that, like I said, you can look at them, know about them, have them on hand, and and, <laughs> and don't, um, I guess if, if somebody's to say, what's the main remedies that I should have on hand, I would definitely say Thuya, um, Tellurium Metallicum, as well as Basilinum. But the um, Staphys degrea is the remedy you, you I would suggest if someone actually had lice. I would say Staphys degrea 30X or lower. I think 30X is actually the lowest I have on hand and it always seems to suffice. But, uh, you know, because you you want, if it, you already have the lice, that's what you're going to be wanting to use. And so it works wonderful. You don't really need to be afraid of it. You just have to just, you just have to be ready for it and, you know, admit um, that this could happen to your family. <laughs> Let's hope not. But if it does, you know how to handle it, right? And um, yeah, and tell your kids, you know, not to share hats, okay? <laughs> With that, I'll let you go. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.